Microphone check, one, two, one, two. What's up, y'all? You know the deal. It's Thursday. Podcast Thursdays. Of course, it's a podcast called You Said It, Not Me. The podcast about nothing and a little bit of everything. Take a shot every time I say the word podcast. You'll be drunk by now. We're doing things a bit differently this week because it is I, your host, Tristan, a.k.a. Stan, with your girl Kay. The beauty and the brains behind the podcast, I make sure that these two fools, oh, you know, the usual fools stay in line and give you the entertainment you want to hear. Yeah. I like it. I like it. So right now we are uh, a man down. Jay the Gray, he is MIA. Oh, well, that rhymes. not necessarily MIA. He's he actually checked himself into a psych ward. As we all know, he has multiple personalities. Where one week he'll think he's a box of cereal, or Magneto, mm-hmm. or Batman. Mm-hmm. So and he's spandex. just really taking this time to just reflect and find out that he is a human. Yeah. So right not a n- crown. Right now we just have the two of us, and that's not necessarily a bad thing because there's so many dynamic duos in history that we can look at and draw inspiration from you have of course jordan and pippin you have kobe and Shaq. you have batman and robin you got chicken and rice chicken and rice chicken and waffles chicken and waffles what you else got do we two have? peas in a pod i don't think that works two peas in a pod well maybe of course it does all got right I salt what... beef and i was about to say bulla but that doesn't work does it you have beef patty and cocoa bread. Oh, that works. That works. Bottom line is, great things come in too. Yes. And it's more proof of concept. You know, we adapt. Never miss an episode. You know what I mean? If I got to record with my dog Zion, I'll do that too. And we'll make it if work. you want to hear barking the whole time, but I think he'll be fine without... I think we'll be okay missing an episode if Zion has to be on it. All right. All right. You, you said he had some Yes. Some sh- before shout-outs. we get into this podcast, we want to give a couple of shout-outs. Mm-hmm. First, we want to say happy birthday to my cousin, Sammy. Yeah. She just had a birthday on the 20th. So, big up yourself. Sammy, big up yourself. And then we just have some congratulations we want to throw out there to our favorite DJ O'Neal. Yes. Him and his wife making their anniversary. Not sure how long, but I think it's a hella long time. Mm-hmm. More than a decade. And then our favorite photographer, uncle. Yeah. Auntie Chantel. Congratulations on your anniversary. Mm-hmm. You guys give us goals to look forward to. Yeah. That's a, a very long commitment they've been in. My longest commitment has been to my social media accounts. I've been with them for over a decade. Not your bank account? Uh, that's, that's, see, I don't really count that relationship. We've, this is a very love toxic hate, relationship. Love and hate relationship, yeah. I feel, I feel. Yeah, you give, so, she takes it. Yeah, exactly. I, told, I get it, I get it. Don't worry yeah. about it. So. And before we move on, aren't you going to give the listeners here a tip of our sponsor? Oh, yes. This podcast episode is actually sponsored by the Big Bati them. I just appreciate the big batty gal them out of road. Any gal them, you know, say your batty look nice and thing. Big up on herself. Sin. All right. So to all those big batty gals, we approve. Yes. All right. So we're going to switch on over to the topic that you coined last week, I believe it is. Hot buzz. Hot buzz. It's like a bee on fire. Oh, yes. All right. Without the stinger. Nah, keep the stinger. Let's With do it. With the stinger. So. Even though you die after you sting. Oh, 
Yeah, that's that's. that's I learned that from the bee movie. I just watched it last week, and apparently, if you do get stung by a bee, you are either injured or you die. I got stung by a bee once. Me too, and I told you about that time, and you laughed at me. So for all you listeners out there, one time we were at a family barbecue, and I was getting my face painted in someone's backyard. Don't ask me who. I cannot recall. And there was just so many bees out there, and I just kept swatting my hand to try and get the bee to go away. But then I was trying to stay super still because I think I was getting like a butterfly or a tiger on my face. Can't remember, but it was very like extravagant. So I'm swatting, I'm swatting until one day this bee was like, okay, bitch, let me give you something to swat about Mm -hmm. and stung me right between my fingers. That's such I hopped out of that seat like something out of a cartoon and ran. Like, you, ran and scream. Did you at least finish getting your face painted? No, I cried. Like, my whole face was just tear, like, tear streaks. Like, I was so traumatized. I don't, I don't even, I don't even know why I just thought about that again. And now, now I need therapy. Oh, uh-huh. well, I'm sorry to hear that. When I got stung by a bee, I believe we, we were in the front yard. We were playing baseball. And I had a Portuguese neighbor... A young man there and he found the uh, hornet nest and he had a bright idea to go over and hit said hornet nest and the the hornet decided that I was going to be the target so I was just playing with everybody we were, we were playing baseball I'm feeling position thinking I'm Derek Jeter and the bee decides to the hornet decides to sting me right on my thigh and I just Ouch. start jumping up and down screaming at the top of my lungs you would have swore i was dead can we just confirm that a hornet is more aggressive than a bee oh uh, i would say so I or, would definitely or say are so. they similar to the basketball team are they whack or well sure <laughs> sure <laughs> all right hot buzz so the first thing we have is that cardi b actually took back her was gonna be x her was gonna be excellent. It's so funny because we literally just talked about this our last episode yeah. about them going through with the divorce and us bigging her up, saying, "Yeah, that's right." Mm-hmm. You know, well, stand for well, your. Well, that was you actually. Okay, sorry. I was saying stand for your happiness, blah blah blah. But then, hey, she took him back, and we all know that she loves the finer things in life, mm-hmm. and he just happened to bring that. What was it? A Benz or a, a, a Rolls Royce, or Rolls Royce, some extravagant car to her birthday party, and she forgave everything. So it's it's get your girl back season, basically. I know you were you were all gung ho about her finding her happiness and everything, but you see, just material things, and you could get your girl back. She said in her song, "What would what did she say again?" And I like it. Yes. Uh. I don't. I honestly don't want to butcher the song if I don't. I only know how to sing it if I'm singing it out Go loud ahead. incorrectly while I'm cooking. Because Give... <laughs> <laughs> nobody's paying specific. attention to me. But you know, she likes. I like. Come on, help me out here. I, I like gifts from my exes. Oh no, I like texts from my exes go. when they want a second chance. Mm-hmm. And then you know, she likes. Come on, help me out here. Don't, don't leave me hanging. I just bop as she sings. You know what? TBD. I said I like it like that. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, we'll just TBD the lyrics to the song. Yeah. 
But nonetheless, she right does now, say that she likes to find a Right now, life. people are listening, screaming the lyrics at the top of their lungs. I know, like, I know, I know, I know. Know. I'm so embarrassed. Like I, I, I just know that I like tons. I like, I don't know. I like, mm, I like million dollar deals with my pet bitch. I'm on it. The 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 point is though that Offset he has his girl back. It took a while, um, and she she said she she needs she needs her pum pum sorted out. So that she did played. say that she did say she did not want to end her birthday without getting her button pressed. What her button pressed? Yeah, that, she that's, needed that's she had a button that needed to be pressed, and he was the only one to get it done. They already have a kid. They were married. She knows the layout. He knows the direction, mm-hmm. and she just needed it, and it was her birthday. I feel so. like that's a, that's a thing sometimes too for women where they may have broken up with someone, but they didn't quite get somebody new yet, and they don't want to raise their body count. They don't want to run around, so they just go back to the the, the last person they had just to sort out their yeah. Their it's poo-poo. like comfort. Yeah, comfort. You're used to it. You don't got to try something new. Mm-hmm. Keep Just keep going back to something you already know. But doesn't that complicate things? Oh, hell yeah. Super complicated. Unless you guys actually lay out the rules before no, you get entangled. All, no. There's, Did you like that? Did you like how I threw out that Jada world? I, I like the entanglement <laughs> reference there. But that's that never works. The rules never works. Because we don't even have any set rules for things now. Like if you go on break... What is considered oh cheating? God. The, like going on break no is the grayest area in a relationship. Mm-hmm. You never know if you're allowed to see other people or if you're just allowed to sit at home and cry. <laughs> you just you just don't know until you true. get back together. You talk about what you did during that break, and mm-hmm. then someone's in trouble. Well, one of the rules that you have for me that's like hard, fast, set rule that I can't break is. If I come out the shower, I have to, have to close the shower curtain. Absolutely. I remember one time Jay the Grey was here mm-hmm. and he took a shower. Mm-hmm. This idiot did not close the curtain. Oh, yeah. And my mat was completely soaked. It's like it's like he took a shower outside. Yes. <laughs> and I, I never, I never experienced that before. I mean... Growing up, my mom always made sure to tell us to make sure that the inner curtain is always inside the tub with you so Mm -hmm. that when the water penetrates it, it's hitting that and it's not going over the tub. Mm -hmm. And then she also hated when the mats were like wet. Mm -hmm. So it's just like something is instilled in you as you grow up. I guess because he's from Jamaica and he's like used to a bucket or something. He (laughs) didn't quite understand the rules of showering with two curtains. All right. I don't know. I'll blame it well, on his But also, childhood. on an earlier episode of the podcast title, You Said It, Not Me, you and Jay the Grey confess that you guys usually urinate in the shower. When in the shower. So maybe he was trying to turn over a new leaf and wanted to exit the shower. So are you telling me right now that that wasn't water on the floor but piss? No, no, no. It, it could have been. Because that's what it sounds he like you're been telling me. exiting the shower to go piss and then return into the shower. And then forgot and just to close the, the curtain. Yeah. Unless he likes the air, I don't know. I don't know. No, that's that's for another day. Yeah, we'll get we'll get back, get back, get back to the topics. So congratulations to Offset for getting his girl back. It's been a long, bumpy road. Hopefully, they get to work out their differences, yeah. and this is that that was a little break that they needed to figure out mm-hmm. what can make the relationship better. 
And if you're out there and you lost your your lover, you're missing your lover, just send them a text message. Just say, hey. And if they take too long and don't respond, just text back, oh, my bad. Or send them a nude. Or buy a car. Just send them a nude. It's free. (laughs) So. You could lease the car. (laughs) Don't don't lease. Don't don't lease the car to get your ex back. Don't. Don't do not listen to her financial advice. It's not it's not good. So iPhone twelve time. Kay, you're rich. Are you gonna buy me one? Oh whoa, you know what? Thank God I did not complete my statement. Of course I'm gonna get one. What are you saying for myself? Absolutely. And then you can look at it so it's kinda like we have it together. So you want my all my information, you get all your text messages on your phone. That's no, 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 no. What I'm saying my... is that if you really wanted to hold one, I have ones that you can hold in your hand. Got it. And then give it back. Kind of like when you babysit kids, mm-hmm. you have to give them back. Yeah, right? I see what you're saying. Because if you don't, it's kidnapping. Okay. So you definitely, so just give me back my phone and we'll be fine. That would be a terrible idea, though. Rent a phone? N- no, just letting your significant other have their phone because you always hear sometimes when people are going through issues and relationship issues they say oh i went to your phone i saw this or that that's never a good idea it's never a good idea because you never know what something means and i can specifically remember a time where my my aunt who i call auntie and I spelt the name Auntie phonetically in my phone, A-N-T-E-A. And she sent me a text message very late at night, just checking up on, on me, checking up, make sure everything was good. And this is when we were still kind of young in our relationship. And you saw the text message come through as I was sleeping. And he woke me up and he said, who the hell is Antea? Okay, okay. Now that we heard your version of the story, let's mm-hmm. hear mine. Some of those some of those moments are true. Mm-hmm. However, who spells their who spells auntie A N T E A? Yeah, auntie. No, no, it's A U N T Y or A U N T I E. That's auntie. It doesn't matter. Okay, you should have put her. You should have put her full name then next time. Oh, okay. okay, put put auntie such and such. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then. It wasn't late at night. It was early in the morning. And when I mean early in the morning, it's like those creep hours of 3 a.m. Well, I think that's when we saw the, uh, yeah. No, it was around 3 a.m. Only only girls looking for bad times mm-hmm. hit people up at 3 a.m. The, the, the point is, don't go through your significant other's phone. And, and second of all, I wasn't going through your phone. Well, you saw the notification came Yes, in. because it kept com- it kept going off. There was a family emergency at the yes, time. Yes, and it kept going off near me, and you weren't budging. I was sleeping. And I picked it up, and I, all I saw was the name, and it looked like Antea, and maybe she was exotic. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. That's what I saw. Confronted you. We found that it was your aunt. <laughs> Solved. Have you ever had somebody want to go through your phone? Um, no. No? No. Cause it's nothing, it's not, literally, the only thing on my phone is games. It's usually the other way around. I, I think it's, like yeah, it's usually the, the girls that are more to... mm, curious mm-hmm. as to why you're glued to your phone. But then uh, it's also you guys with social media. Mm-hmm. You guys have these stupid comments that just, you know, raises 
the flag sometimes. What do you mean by stupid comments? Like, oh my god, sweetheart, you look so good. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, cutie, oh, that look nice on you. First of all, I don't know who's game. That, that's what they be doing to you. They they be sliding to your comments like that. Like, who is that so working annoying. on? Good morning, beautiful. That that had a good. That, that run. was you, right? Good morning, beautiful. That was good, your that was your go to. Good morning, beautiful. Had a good run from like two thousand, maybe like seven to two thousand twelve. I feel like Good Morning Beautiful died. But what you would do back in the day is you just line up all your text messages. You get out like fire off like about six, seven Good Morning Beautiful texts. See which one bites, and you go from there. Oh, sounds like a hoe. I beg your pardon. Yeah, you sound like a hoe. What do you mean? Why can't you be de- dedicated to one person? Why do you need to shoot your shot to seven people? Well, it's all about efficiency, right? Oh, my God. Guys, if you're listening out there, please do not send Good Morning Beautiful to not 10 yeah. women and see which one bites. Switch it up. Switch it up. Maybe we'll switch it up. Yeah, hello, p- sweetheart. No, yeah. Hello, What's sweetheart. What's up, gorgeous? A Maya Angelou uh, quote in there. So she can make um, you soft. Some women will appreciate that because you could think all I'm, I'm And some girls like like the rough dudes too. You get your DMX on. <laughs> yeah. Wake up, ho. I like that. I like that. <laughs> there you go. Wake up, ho. You heard it some here first. Some girls like it. It depends on who you're dealing with. What chick you who you riding with. Yeah. It all them, depends. Just them, read the room. Get the sign. What she into? What she mm-hmm, asks you mm-hmm. to go. Give them a little vibes card. Tell does she always want to go to Red Lobster or does she want you to go to Capitol Grill and Ruth's Chris? Yeah. Give them a little vibes card. Tell them. Text them. Hey, girl, come play with me seed bag. Yeah. You know, I, I figured you would go down that route you, with well, the vibes cartel. He's he's a modern day poet. Okay, maybe in Pasa Pasa. All right. Well, moving on to this new segment for this dynamic duo. Yeah, we're trying something different this time. So this segment, we're going to, we have a series of questions mm-hmm. pertaining to our past lives. Not not past lives, past as lives. in the point. Yeah, you see, <laughs> I said, let me correct it. Not as if we died and came back and okay. we remembered because that's, there's, you know, there's no way. All right, Machiavelli. But what I mean is when we were younger. So we're basically remembering our younger selves to do crazy things. And, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe well, these questions don't really pertain to us being crazy. But, you know, just listen to our answers and see what you think. So we're going to name this segment Remember the Time. Mm -hmm. As we give ode to the king of music. Y'all can't see us, but we over here jamming. jamming. All right, kids. All right. Do you remember the time? Do you remember? So here we go. Let's go. Question one. We're going to, I'm going to ask the questions and then Stan's going to give an answer. And then if I, if my answer is cool enough, maybe I'll tell you guys mine. But his answers are probably way cooler because he had a more interesting childhood than I did. My mom wouldn't let me go outside unless I did the dishes and picked up the garbage. No. Love you, the, mom. The sweet ZD lady. Today? Yeah, the sweet ZD lady. She was nuts. Hmm. But in the best way. Love you. Okay. So here we go. Ready, Stan? I'm ready. Okay. Name the dumbest way you've been injured. Uh, As a young, energetic boy, there's so many different ways I've been injured. But I'm going to go with the time when... 
I was on a scooter. It was a very old suspect scooter. I borrowed it from my younger cousin. Did it she, have the little plush handles? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. She was about eight at the time, and I was probably about 14, 15. So I was way too big for that scooter. It was those Razor scooters that were very popular back in the day. So I got on that scooter and I went on a very, very steep hill in Mount Vernon in New York. And I went down that hill about five times. And each time I went down the hill, I went faster and faster and faster. And I don't know why I kept doing it. I guess I was just getting a rush. And on that final time, I was going fast as hell. And the scooter started to give out. It basically, <laughs> if you remember those scooters, I feel like I know what you mean. And it starts to like go sideways, yes, like it goes, go left it, and right, left and right, and wobble. Yes. Yeah. And, and if you remember those Razor scooters back in the day, they were very poorly built. Oh yeah, and they were built to like fold up and be disassembled. So, I basically was about to fall. I knew it was happening, and I want to brace myself. So I went over like an acorn. And I basically dropped and did a tuck and roll. I fell very, very gently, very, very softly. I thought it was good. By the time I got up, I had a bunch of cuts and bruises all over me. My shoulder <laughs> was bleeding. I looked like Leonardo DiCaprio in The Revenant when he fought the bear. Oh, God. So I was just torn up. And just very curious to hear how you cleaned up all those cuts because I know you have a phobia of band-aids. Well, it's, it's not really a phobia. It's just that when, when you're kids and... A kid gets a cut, they have a Band-Aid on, and it sticks on them for like an hour, and then it just drops on the ground, or they have the Band-Aid on too long, it's all grimy and nasty and stuff, so. I don't know about you, but my Band-Aids were pretty secure. Eh, you, you weren't around these young, active boys that had no sense. So, yeah, I was really beat up, and that was a very stupid way to get injured, because each time I went up, I wanted to go fast, and I knew, this is a bad idea. And the yeah. scooter damn, damn sure was telling me it was, yeah. it was crying once out for pain. Once it started wiggling yeah. and shaking, that should have been your clue to get yeah. the hell off. Yeah. What's yours? So for me, when I'm pretty sure every parent goes through this, when you are at the stage where you have to teach your child to write their names mm-hmm. or numbers at, I want to say the kindergarten, first grade stage, and you know, you just, you just keep telling them to trace the line, trace the line, and they just go either left or right and just they just can't stay on the line and then you just continuously get frustrated and frustrated so my mom was teaching me how to write my name and I have this tricky little letter every other letter in my name is super easy to write you know Mm -hmm. the letter a the letter y the letter l the letter a but then I got the tricky k so you started off bad yeah so I mean I was okay with the ayla I just had a hard time so, with the K. So you'd skip the K, the first letter of do your the name, A-la, and just do A-la. And then try to... I was like, you know, I was like, you know maybe she won't notice that my yeah, full name's yeah. not done, but she noticed because, like, you know, she named me. So I would hope she noticed. She absolutely noticed. So when it was time to do the K, like, I was to the point where I would hover over the line mm-hmm. and then, you know, like, kind of t- dab my pen, my pencil on it to see if I was doing it in the correct direction. Because I knew that mm-hmm. if I didn't, I would have, you know, received a so not you, so pleasant so you punishment. Were you were basically writing a dyslexic K. It was the wrong way. Yeah, I don't know how I was writing. You know, it's it's one of those memories where it's there, but then it's very faint. All mm-hmm. I know is that I had a very hard time with that letter. Mm-hmm. So I guess my mom was getting way too frustrated, and she figured, you know what, it's time to like, you know, knock some sense in her 
technically speaking. Mm -hmm. So I tried to avoid that motion and I ran right into our dresser and hit my head right in my right split the middle of my forehead. Ouch. Just split it. Did you call child protective services on no, your No, absolutely not. I was just I thought I was gonna die. I was the most dramatic child. I was just like, ah! like what is, screaming what did your up mom a storm. Do? You know, I'm I'm pretty sure she felt bad, but then I feel, I'm pretty sure she was like, Oh, this dramatic child. Like, I don't know. We can ask for that another day. <laughs> but you can write your name properly now, right? Oh heck yeah. I can so write mom my was name. Right. I can write my name in script. So you know what? Mom was absolutely right. Yeah, so right. let's let's thank her yeah. for helping me write. Because if it wasn't for her teaching me how to write my name, I wouldn't be who I am today. Thanks, ZD lady. Yeah. Oh, the reason why we call my mom ZD lady is because she makes the best ZD. But be careful because if you fall in love with it, you'll have it every single week. <laughs> Still appreciate it, though. All right. So we are moving on to our next question. Mm-hmm. What is the best and worst purchase you have ever made? So let's start with the best purchase i'll go first with the best purchase i'd have mm-hmm. to say my laptop mm-hmm. like i never owned Your macbook sorry my macbook i had laptops but they were given to me from my school so it's not really my laptop and it wasn't something that i went and picked out on my own it was just kind of given to me so I didn't really have a real attachment to it. And you don't then, have an attachment to your MacBook either. You don't I to totally have an attachment to my MacBook. Thank you. My MacBook is why we are here. Okay. Because of me researching. Whenever so, you use your MacBook, you ask me how to do things that you do on your Windows. Okay. That's laptop. neither here nor there. Just know that this is one of the best purchases I can say that I made on my own. Thank okay. you. Uh, my best purchase, I would say, is the engagement ring I bought for you many moons oh, ago. You're so corny. The help of uh, my brother. He he was a professional engagement ring purchaser before me, so he helped me and gave me advice on that. So, yeah. You're so corny. Uh, moving on to the worst. Mm-hmm. I'd have to say the worst purchase I ever did was this hair wand so i saw it on tv and i was watching how all these girls were just wrapping their hair around this magical wand and then they'll pull at it and then it was so curly and there was so much bounce to it and it looked amazing so i was like you know what i'm gonna get that so i went and i ordered a wand the i cannot even remember the brand that's how garbage it was it probably wasn't even a real brand it was probably like wand and (laughs) When it came, I was so excited. I put it on high because I'm like, oh, my hair can take it, da-da-da-da. So I wrapped my hair around the wand, and then I went to pull it out, and my hair came with the wand. So you purchased a wand to remove your hair. Yes, apparently. The quickest way for me to get a haircut. A chunk of my wand came out, of my hair came out onto the wand, but that chunk that came out was really nice and curly. <laughs> if only it remained on my head. Yes, and you have very nice luscious hair. Yeah, it's. I, I'm. I don't even know why I said that. It just brought me back to that traumatic time, and I just want to cry all over again. It's somewhere in the back of my head where I lost it. So don't ever look for it. It's gone. It's grown out. I cut it again. Moving on. Mm-hmm. Your worst purchase. So my worst purchase, and I will never hear the end of it from you. I made a lot of bad purchases just from impulse buys and whatnot, but I'm much better with that now. I only buy things that I need. 
but my worst purchase is it was as a result of doing my own research of course I, i'm a believer that you can do anything you put your mind to it especially with google university and youtube university two free colleges out there you can get any information you need so the information i was seeking i want to become more hands-on and DIY do-it-yourself with my clothes. So I want to tailor a couple of clothes myself. I was losing a lot of weight, getting more fit, and I didn't feel like buying new clothes. So I invested in a sewing machine. I looked on YouTube. I saw a very popular video showing how to tail, how to taper your chinos, your jeans, all of your pants. And I... It was honestly the best time of my life. Yes. Trying to see him... So all right, his all right. pants so by I, himself. So I purchased the sewing machine for about $45 off of eBay. And I watched multiple videos how to do it. I sat down with this device. Of course, Kayla sees me with this, this machine. She's like, hey, what are you doing? This and that. And I tell, explained to her my, my theory. And no lie, I sat with it for maybe about a week and a half. And I was stuck on... The, the very, easiest part. The very first part of putting the the, the, the needle. Thread, the thread the needle, inside the, the, the needle. Yeah, the thread through the <laughs> needle and then getting it to run. If anybody that's listening, if you've used the sewing machine, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You have to get, get the needle to go down and catch under something. In the, there's like thread on the bottom and thread on the top. It's it's so dumb. And for a week and a half, I could not, no matter how but hard I tried. But you were so determined. I will give I you determined. that. You were so determined. But I, it was the funniest thing in my entire life. To this day, I bring it up. I say, hey, remember that time you bought a sewing machine? I, my regular cleaner, Mr. White, is down the block. And he was never going to see me again. Anyhow, I got this thing to work. He would never see me again. And I spent about $45, $50 on this. And every day, it was like, like clockwork. I came home from work and you were waiting to see me take out the sewing machine yep. to try again. Where is that sewing machine? I don't know. And I never want to see it again. Is and it you, is it in the garbage? I never want to see it again. I have no idea. Oh, that sewing and machine. You, you were just having a it grand old so time just watching funny, me struggle. I just didn't understand why you thought you could do this. It, it, it was amazing. They made it look so easy on on YouTube. Oh man, it was amazing. I was gonna tailor all of my clothes. I was gonna tailor your clothes. No, you weren't gonna oh. touch my clothes. You were gonna stick with your clothes. Wow. Yeah, I'm sorry. I I'm gonna go to Mr. White or my mom. Sorry. All right. Okay. So the next question is: What quote or saying do people spout, but is complete bullshit? Um, I think. The phrase, use your common sense. And the reason why I say that is because that phrase, use your common sense, implies that we all know what common sense is. So most of the times you hear this said from your parents or or your elder family members, they would say, use your common sense. And that, at me as a young roundhead boy, would leave me in a weird situation where I'm sitting there thinking, what exactly is common sense? So you give it about five minutes, you think about it, and you do whatever you think common sense is. And it's po- probably wrong, and that results in getting yelled at or a beating. Is that what happens now? As a grown man, you use your common sense to leave everything where they don't belong? Um, like right now, I'm looking at the stove and the Chinese food that we ordered. The bag is still sitting on top of the stove. For so the- did your common sense say to leave it there until I picked it up or until it disintegrated or... For the listeners, you can't see this, but she's actually lying. 
is 100% fabrication. So why why are you lying to them? So use your yo. Comment. I'm looking right at the Chinese bag Hello? on top of the stove. Hello, is this oh, mic? Oh, on? now we're now the mic's plugged out. Okay, uh, yeah. okay, moving so, on. Yes, use your common sense is basically when you're supposed to do something for your woman and she doesn't want to say it. You have to read her mind. It's the same thing. Use your common sense. Oh, let's not go back into the topic of I shouldn't have to tell you. You, you should, should just already know because mm-hmm. that's not what this is. Anyway, me, it's go to school. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean like drop out of school or whatever. All I'm saying is that it is not the most important thing. Or you don't have to go to the big wig schools. You can, you, can, can you easily... elaborate? What does go to school mean? Like Oh, high sorry. School? As our West Indian parents or our West Indian ancestry ancestors would say, go to school, go to school, go to school, go to school. Mm-hmm. Meaning that after you finish your high school, your whole, you know, your grade school, your high school, the next step instead of getting a job is to ultimately go to school. But it doesn't necessarily have to be that route. Yes. You can totally graduate from high school, get a trade skill, mm-hmm. yep. and then get a high paying job. Mm-hmm. Um, you Or you can also go to schools that are a little bit more local, a little bit more affordable. Yeah. You don't have to go to the private universities that you see on TV or that you hear everybody else is going to. Because at the end of the day, it's really who you know and not what you know. For sure. You'll learn that sooner sooner or later. You you necessarily do not have to go to school unless you absolutely want to go to school, but yeah. it's not a rite of passage to be an adult. Yeah. If if there are certain careers and stuff that you have to have some kind of schooling but other than that i 100 percent agree with you yeah i mean i've seen so many people on 90 day fiance which airs on tlc who didn't go to college at all but they managed to bring over their significant other on a k-1 visa and then they have to be responsible for them for the rest of their lives which is like 10k and the whole spousal process is about 5k or so now i'm confused at your messaging are you saying don't go to school <laughs> so no, you can all fall I'm in saying love overseas is that like, if you, you going? do all i'm saying is if you don't go to school it doesn't necessarily mean that your life is over you can still accomplish whatever you want to do so is the goal to accomplish to get a foreign spouse i mean if that's what you want to do then that's what you want to do i'm just saying that it's possible this guy did it on his 401k and mcdonald's that's he went to the okay. Philippines and brought his shorty over. All right. And now they live in a trailer. But, you know, that's fine. That's the American dream. That's that's what they want to do. So, you know, it's it's pretty fine. What you got next? Um, the next one is the do you remember when you picked the most inappropriate time to laugh? Should uh, I be going first for this one? Because you went first for the last go ahead. one. So in the beginning stages of dating this guy, I used to go to his family church. And one time, I one Sunday I went and the pastor said, all right, now we're going to have a musical selection from the Golden Girls. So I was like, oh, cool, the Golden Girls. Like, this must be a dope, a dope group because, you know, they have a dope name because, you know, the show is dope. But... Golden Girls is exactly what the name is. Old women. And they went up and they started singing. I was expecting something that was 
angelic. harmonized and angelic. And instead, I just got a lot of yelling and rough edges. They, they sounded like seagulls being I don't, choked. I don't know what it was, but my I kept telling my mind to control myself and not laugh. But I just kept laughing. I laughed, I laughed, I laughed, I laughed. Like gut-wrenching laugh. Yes, I was in the front seat. And I was gut-wrenching laugh. I kept putting my hand over my face. I kept looking around. I kept looking at the floor. And even Tristan kept telling me, stop laughing. And I'm like, I can't. I'm trying. I'm I'm 100% trying. I mean, like, come on, guys. You know how it is when you... You try to stop laughing, but you absolutely you, can't stop laughing. Worse. And I know it makes it worse, but like, if you only heard the song, like, bless their hearts, bless their hearts. They tried. Like they, they, really, they really tried to do it, but like, my body is just, I'm a, it's just a little asshole sometimes. And it just, it didn't hold back and it just, it wouldn't stop. My uh, situation is kind of just like that. It was actually me, Jay the Gray. And my older brother, we were on the church choir at the time, and we went to visit this small church, and their pastor was there, and he decided to sing. He had a choir, it was probably about five or six old men, and they got up to sing, and every last one of them sounded awful. <laughs> they sounded absolutely terrible. No harmony. No harmony. No. The voice was cracking. No flow. It was it was embarrassing, and I just was dying. I was just flat out dying. I couldn't hold it. I was crying tears. I was trying, putting my head down. And when I started laughing, then everybody else started yeah, laughing. Yeah, laughing it was is just, contagious. It was very contagious. It was very and bad. They say yawning's contagious, but so was laughing. Yeah. And you just do it at the the most awkward times. Mm-hmm. What's up? All right, this is our last question. What is the weirdest thing you have seen in someone else's home? When I used to work at the, uh, it's an independent retired retirement home. It's an old folks home, but not really an old folks home. I was good, I guess you could say friends with this older Jewish lady. And she would always, she was about 80 something years old. And she would always say things that were slightly racist, but she didn't realize it was racist because she was old. She's like one of those person that would say Negro instead of black or African American. <laughs> she like she didn't get the memo. She asks how you missed the colored man got yeah, a job colored here. Man. Yeah, like so she'd say stuff like that. I have to side eye her really quick. So one time I stopped by her apartment just to inspect it, make sure everything was okay. And she gives me this really old book she had because she knows that my my mom, she's a librarian and she collects books and whatnot. And she hands me this book and says, oh, you can't find this book anywhere. This 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 is a really old book. And she gives me the book. And it's basically a book filled with a bunch of old kind of slave era recipes. A yes. And with like the biggest Aunt Jemima yeah, photo. On the cover. Like the Jigaboo kind mm-hmm. of thing. There was... Um, there was the n-word in there the hard er out there it was, it was just it was just a mess it was a weird cookbook so my entrepreneur brain i took the book because she basically told me you can't find it anywhere it's a relic she told me to put it in a museum so i said okay i'll take this book i'll let me, let me see and i go on ebay and i see how much i can sell said book for i went on there the damn book was worth like two dollars because they had like <laughs> a billion and one copies and it was racist it was, yeah, who wants like, to buy a racist book yeah. nobody wants to eat chitlins 
(laughs) (laughs) What's yours? Um, So mine's pretty quick. I remember I was in like elementary school or middle school, one of those grade schools. And I had to do a class project, which they always gave us like probably one every month or one every every other week. And I went to a classmate's house to work on a project, asked if I can use the bathroom. And when I went inside, I was greeted by a long turd. What? Yeah. It was just a long, like, pale turd floating in the toilet. Like, he's been in there for, like, a long time. So what did you do? Uh, I walked out. You left the turd in there? Yeah, I I walked out. Mm -hmm. And then I said... I think I went in there and I said, oh, you don't, uh, where do you keep your paper, your toilet tissue? No, I, I completely forgot that there was like a, st- a bunch there. Mm-hmm. It's like, where did you keep your toilet tissue? And she goes, oh, um, it's right, right over here. And she follows me inside and I think she noticed a turd and flushed it really quickly. Mm-hmm. And then looked at me on some, hope she didn't see that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I already did. But I didn't tell anybody. How does that happen? I don't know. I guess people like plop and then they're like, all right, I'm all set. And then they walk out. Maybe she was late for school. Maybe her mom was late. Maybe her mom had a lover that needed to run out before the kids got home. I'm not not quite sure. But long story short, it was a long, pale turd in the toilet and it scarred me for life. So that was our... This concludes our first ever Mm -hmm. Do You Remember? Yep. Remember the time. Remember the time. And with that being said, we'll move on to what Kay likes to call debunking your childhood. Uh-huh. All right. So this debunking, I decided not to go too in depth with the storytelling. Yeah, Rugrats was. Yeah, really Rugrats rough was probably too in depth, and Hunchback was probably too long. Also, oh yeah. For before I jump into it, let me explain debunking your childhood is when we. Put on our adult eyes and we rewatch all the 90s hits, shows, movies, hear some songs, plays, whatever it is that we thought we were that we thought was so cool. Our childhood. Yeah, what we thought was our childhood. And then we rewatch it and then really understand why the hell or try to understand why the hell we liked it in the first place. So not all of the segments or not all of the shows and TV shows are like terrible. It's just let's really Take a deep look at what the hell's going on. I think the people know what debunking is. Let's do uh, it. Just in case for those who are, those who didn't know. So this week we're going to touch on Ratatouille. Mm-hmm. It's a Pixar Disney film. I actually love this movie. It's so cute and and plus it's you know it takes place in France, so that's another plus. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Yes, but it's basically about a rat named Remy he takes place in Paris, France, or it takes place in France and he wants to eventually end up in Paris and he's basically a chef. So spoiler alert, he's a chef and um he actually becomes like the I don't know what you call the group of rats. What do you, what is that? What is what do they call? A pack of rats. Like a pack? Is a special <laughs> word so, for a group of rats. So he starts to become the the sniffer, the food sniffer because he was able to find out or detect which food was containing rat poison. So he becomes like the official sniffer and, you know, um, then one time, one day he gets swept away from his pack and he finds himself or lands himself into a restaurant where he, I should say, controls one of the young chefs and that's how he's able to make all his fine cuisines and long story short, they find out he's a rat. Everyone's like, oh, get the F out of here. Chase him out. Somebody had a change of heart. He's back. Just watch the movie. Don't want to give it away. 
But for right now, we're going to debunk the fact that at the end of the day, it was a rat in the kitchen making your food. So my problem with this film is you had a man that lacks melanin and a rat jumped into his hair and was controlling him on how to cook. Yes, he was able to control his arms, his feet, and everything by moving particles of his hair because apparently they're all interjoined. So would you eat this rat man food? So if I was a cartoon character, I would totally eat it. But as an adult and a human, I wouldn't. So if you went to Red Lobster right now and they cooked whatever your favorite meal is. And, and it was Sebastian. You Wait, Sebastian that you were eating? <laughs> no, Sebastian was cooking it. No, I was going to say a rat was cooking oh, it. Oh, rat. See, here's the thing. This is where I keep trying to trick my brain. Mm-hmm. If I see the rat on TV, you know, like Stuart Little or Ratatouille, mm-hmm. I think, oh my God, they're so no, cute. No, this is the New York City Hold up. I rat. think they're so cute. But then when I take a step back and imagine if it was like a real life big old dutty rat that we see in the streets, yes. I would freak out and want to kill them. But you're okay with this film? I'm okay with it. That's why I said if I was a cartoon character, I would be totally fine with it. But let's really get into this. Mm-hmm. A rat is cooking your food. Yes. That's nasty. And then not to mention, there's also like a little, another underlying story where the guy that doesn't know how to cook, who came in looking for a job and he was like the, you know, the lowest person in the kitchen where he was picking up or doing the dishes or picking up the trash, whatever. It turns out that he is actually the son of the owner of the restaurant. So why he couldn't just get the job? So here's the thing. His mom didn't tell him that she was boning the chef, had him, and she fled. Wait, And then he found out that the chef was actually his father from a letter. So he was a deadbeat dad? He was a deadbeat dad. Did he know that was his son? No, he didn't. He had no idea. His mother, he had this fling with this woman. This woman had had a child, and on her deathbed, she wrote a letter to him saying, Hey, this guy's your son. And then what? the guy died, so he didn't even what? know. Yeah, so he didn't even know he had a son. It was his lawyers that found the letter. And when his lawyers found the law- the letter, the head chef wanted to like practically kill him so that he can take over the restaurant and inherit it over the actual son. son. So this went from a rat cooking show to, to an like a Maury fraternity yeah. test. Jinx, exactly. Knock on wood. Whatever. Yeah, so it went on to being a, a Maury paternity episode on top of that. I, I'm i going to be honest. I don't even remember that part of the film. I just remember the dutty rat. Yeah, and then there was like a another hidden thing with a love story. And Ooh. then it was oh, yeah, him and him and, him and, him and, and another girl, chef. Right? Like the chef that was helping him. And she's like, you know, I'm a female and, you know, I got to be taken seriously and mm. stuff like that. So then there was that story. Then it, it became... Something bigger where once everybody was okay with the rat cooking. Wait, they, they then, were okay with it? At the end of the movie when the big French critic came in that no one was able to please. and The rat did it. It took Remy. Let's call him Remy. Remy created his famous ratatouille, served it to the critic. It brought the critic back to his childhood. And the restaurant easily got an A and became and got like a bunch of good reviews. And then they found out, well, Linguini, which is the guy's name, he realized, yeah, his name is Linguini, I know, finds out that he's he's the rightful owner of this restaurant. And what does he do? He creates another restaurant for rats 
above That's the human dumb. restaurant. So not only is a rat cooking your food, but the other guests in the restaurants are rats. This movie is just all over the place. I don't, I don't remember none of this. There's an affair. There's a rat problem. There's cooking. Like I don't remember. What's wrong with the cooking? I don't remember none of this. What do you mean? What's wrong with the cookies? A rat cooking it. Well, he's only cooking certain parts of your food. Okay, I, right. I can see. I can see how it's still a little. Eh. Listen, and I'm then there's also way. like a segment where this old lady is like she has a shotgun and she's just what? shooting. She's trying to kill the rats by shooting them. So yeah, it's, it's a lot to take in. But like I said, it's one of my faves because it takes place in France, and you know I love Paris and stuff like that. Bonjour. And it's just it's a funny movie. It's a great movie. It's a good time. Show it to your kids, but tell them do not eat anything from rats. All right, I'm 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 over that. It was never one of my favorites. <laughs> well, now it's just it's all over the place. That's I'm why sorry, there's no ratatouille. I'm sorry, too. but you know what? I have to do it. It's my job. You got a movie about croissants and the bubonic plague and affairs. I'm like, sorry, but that's how it is. Check it out. I recommend it. But um, try to put what you just heard in the back of your mind and just watch the movie with you know pure eyes. And that was debunking your childhood. Where I'm sorry. <laughs> But I'm not sorry because I'm going to do it again next week. All right. Debunking your childhood. What what have you been watching? We've I'll been watching, well, together, we've been watching Lovecraft Country. Yes, we have been watching Lovecraft Country. And it is a hell of a show. It is on HBO. The season finale just aired last Sunday, Sunday. from when you're listening to this. And it it's just, it's a lot. It's fantasy meets black history created by jordan peele so you know it's a trippy ride mm-hmm. meets sci-fi if if you just want a show to melt your brain while seeing strong black leads and it, there's a little a bit, bit of history a little, a little bit, bit of, history. of history it's it's a lot of witchcraft so hold on to your bible if you're scared of that <laughs> uh but it is an amazing show it starts off a little bit slow you have the... to push through but hey a lot of the greats start off real slow look at game of thrones mm-hmm. you have to push through it mm-hmm. the reason why it starts off slow though is because it's planting a lot of seeds that come to fruition later on and it's very very well done there's an episode that explores some historical events that that it... not that we don't learn a lot of yeah and, and it, so far, this is the second film or the second show that mm-hmm. we've witnessed where they do touch upon things like that about our past that we don't learn in school. Mm-hmm. And you'll find yourself just pausing the show and doing a bit of research. So it is a fun show. You can craft theories and whatnot. Go to YouTube if you need an explain video to find out what the hell you just watch, which can, which can happen from time to time. But Lovecraft Country. The picture is great. The setting's great. The music's great. The story's great. Mm-hmm. Watch it you won't regret it yeah yeah i think that's it yeah just like all right we did it dynamic duo keeping things pushing keeping things going you know i mean kobe and shaq jordan pippen who else you got corned beef and rice corned beef and rice the original (laughs) struggle meal some people call it bully beef bully beef bully beef bully beef yeah Yeah, bully 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 beef yeah whatever we'll just ask yeah i just call it i call it corned beef and rice Is it bully beef? That's what I think. You know what? what? I think that's when my brain said bulla earlier because I was trying to say bully Probably. beef and rice. But whatever. I think we did a good job. Yeah, we did. Um, Tune in next week. We'll be here. Yeah. Same time, same place. Maybe, maybe same time, but definitely same place. Mm-hmm. Again, 
You said it, not me. See you next week. Stay safe. Bye.